Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton? And time just stands still. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Smart TV with me, Kellyanne Taylor. While David Butcher is off on a well-deserved summer break, I'll be helping you navigate this week's TV, telling you which shows to watch and also which to avoid. This week, we have some brilliant series. Summer is usually a drought of drama, but I've dug deep and found some excellent shows. I'll also be talking about a beguiling documentary, and of course advise on which show to avoid. Firstly, we have Under the Banner of Heaven, which is a true crime series coming to Disney Plus on the 27th of July. Set within a Mormon community, it is based on the author John Krakauer's 2003 bestseller of the same title. But it has a very personal stamp. Black, who won an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay for his film Milk, and is the husband of British Olympian Tom Daly, grew up within a tight-knit Mormon community in Texas and has spent more than a decade developing this story for the screen. The series follows detective Jeb Pyre, played by Andrew Garfield, as he investigates the murder of a mother and child. The mother is Brenda Lafferty, played by normal people's Daisy Edgar-Jones. And this murder apparently happens at the hands of extremists from the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. At the centre of this investigation are the Lafferty family, Brenda's in-laws. So, long story short, Brenda and her child are murdered and her husband and his family, who have become fundamentalist Mormons, are accused of murder. 
It isn't just a yarn of horror and gruesome crime. It's an in-depth look at what happens when organised religion is taken to its extreme and an exposition of the misogyny built into the structures of our world. It's fascinating seeing into a sort of cult that we normally would not have access to and watching as very strict structures play out we see women looking at each other these almost slight glances to check their behavior against each other to silence each other to make sure that they're not making a fool of themselves around the men and it's so controlled their behavior it's a really interesting look at how women especially within this religion are forced to behave it's very controlled it's often manipulative and quite rightfully it does raise questions when you watch this series about how much responsibility do productions have towards communities because mormonism and fundamentalist mormonism are completely separate things and this series has naturally received backlash from the Mormon community. What I think is it's definitely worth a watch. It's incredibly interesting. It sucks you in when they start talking about polygamy and the lack of control that some of the female characters have in their own narrative and their own marriage even. It is so fascinating, all against this backdrop of a very gruesome and chilling murder at the hand of extremists. I would definitely, definitely recommend that. That is Under the Banner of Heaven on Disney Plus on the 27th of July. If you have an interest in learning more about the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I would thoroughly recommend Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey, which follows Warren Jeffs, who is the prophet of that group, on Netflix. It is a four-part documentary based on the real-life story of Warren Jeffs, who is still alive today, and that particular group still exists. So it's definitely worth a watch. Next up, we have a Australian series called Newsreader, which is on BBC Two at 9pm this Sunday. It's set in a newsroom in the 80s in Australia, and there is this very dominant, strong-willed female reporter who is a newsreader, and her name is Helen. And also in the newsroom is the slightly nerdy very geeky reporter Dale who dreams of breaking out from sitting behind a desk and actually sitting in front of a camera and reading the news to the public. Dale is offered the chance of presenting if he helps Helen. The big boss of the broadcaster has said to Helen that she can have her own show. Helen is a serious reporter so she wants to do a special weekly report on big stories. So think the AIDS epidemic, and anything culturally interesting that she can get her teeth into. The broadcaster, on the other hand, wants something light and airy and, in all honesty, less sinister. So they employ Dale, dangling the carrot in front of him, that if he can convince Helen to do something more pleasing to the public, less gritty, less journalistic, then he can have his own go at doing the 6am morning news report. Unfortunately, 
This leads to massive blows with Helen and the lead broadcaster, and Helen tries to overdose on pills. It's all very dramatic. This all happens within the first kind of 20 minutes of, this, of the series starting, and you think, what on earth is going on? And somehow, Dale has driven to Helen's house and finds her overdosing. Bear in mind, these two have never worked together. So that's a little bit of a, a plot flaw that is questionable, perhaps. However, then what happens is pure gold. Helen stays at Dale's house to try and keep her away from the pills and there forms a really beautiful relationship between the two. And in the first episode, it doesn't strike me as sexual, but there is definitely some kind of chemistry there. And it's so beautiful to see this older, more experienced woman befriending this young, nerdy reporter who is so eager to please and eager to do well and eager to push himself in his career. And what comes is this gorgeous chemistry, this connection between these two, united by their real love and passion for journalism. And for me, one of the best things about this show is that real buzz of this 1980s newsroom, the fast pace, the running around shooting last minute clips for the news that's going out in a few minutes and I think it also perfectly captures that kind of feeling of youth when you start a career and you, you want desperately to do well and you want desperately to be the best version that you can be and so you put yourself forward for things and sometimes it doesn't go well and sometimes it doesn't go right but there's this real underlying feeling that there is somebody who could lend a hand and you don't become the best without learning and stumbling along the way. I would thoroughly recommend this series to anyone, even if just for the relationship between Helen and Dale, which is absolutely gorgeous. So that is Newsreader on BBC Two at 9pm on Sunday. As I've said, I wouldn't miss it. Now we move on to My Insta Scammer Friend, which is on BBC Three on Thursday, the 28th of July at 9pm. If I say the name Caroline Calloway and you don't know who I'm talking about, it might be best to avoid this programme. However, if you are interested in learning about one of the first influencers on the internet and how she was branded a scammer, then perhaps you should stay and listen to my review. Caroline Calloway was a Cambridge student from America who connected with her audience by posting quite wholesome content. The content was vastly different to what we're used to consuming now. It wasn't all filtered photos and fancy restaurants. It was very wholesome content, often with very long captions, to connect with her audience. But things didn't go so well for Caroline as she got older. We hear in this documentary from talking heads, so people who followed Caroline from kind of day one of, of her Instagram career, and you do see these young women put Caroline on a pedestal. And I don't necessarily think, having watched the documentary, that her scams are... You know, she she wasn't sent to prison. She doesn't do anything inherently criminal. What she does is she offers these workshops that are kind of branded as creativity workshops. And then she has to cancel loads because she can't actually fly to the area or 
she can't deliver on what she's promised in these workshops. So effectively, she kind of makes a big mess up. It's a bit awkward. She gets branded as a scammer. And then a few years later, when she's kind of piggybacked off being called a scammer, she has a face oil called snake oil or something. And then this huge article is released in The Cut, which is a magazine, and it is written by the ex-best friend of Caroline Calloway, who says that she ghost-wrote Caroline's book proposal, Caroline's Instagram post, and so this whole drama of who is Caroline Calloway is unleashed. I was left slightly baffled by some elements of this documentary, mostly of which I could understand these women who were talking heads felt very let down by some of Caroline's behaviour. But I think it brought into question some really interesting ideas about what people owe other people on the internet. Does an influencer owe you anything because you follow them? You know, do you sign a contract that says what they upload has to be authentically the truth and they have to reveal their entire identity to you? I did feel slightly for the girls who had invested a lot of time in following Caroline and genuinely, they say, felt like she was a friend. And it's interesting in the age of social media and in the age of connection online to see how these things play out. Personally, and I don't know if maybe the documentary shied away from the ins and outs of what actually happened, but I was slightly confused as to how Caroline got such a bad reputation. So if you're interested in learning about Caroline Calloway's story, then this is definitely for you. And it's also really interesting if you want to see the very beginnings and mark the trajectory of how to become an influencer. So if that's what you're interested in, I would give it a go. It's on BBC Three on Thursday, the 28th of July at 9pm. Next up, I'm going to talk about The Great, which Series 2 is coming to Channel 4 on Wednesday, the 27th of July at 10pm. It is already on Stars Play, the entire Series 1 and Series 2 box sets. So if you can't wait until then, dig in there. This series is so wholesomely fantastic. It is political satire done so excellently. It's acerbically witty it's got phenomenal leads and Elle Fanning who played Catherine the Great is just brilliant in the title sequence an asterisk pops up and it says an occasionally true story so this is very loosely based on real events coupled with a healthy dose of fictional reimagining so we see Catherine the Great who is this Prussian princess who marries Peter III who is an emperor of Russia and when she arrives at court Catherine the Great played by Elle Fanning is this naive kind of doe-eyed idealist whose romanticisms are so quickly eradicated by the reality of the Russian court. Her husband is crude, he's a bit of a brute, he very much enjoys this kind of hedonistic lifestyle. There's lots of booze, shooting, general debauchery and of course sex, often with his friends in court's wives. Catherine feels like she is little more than 
a walking womb. And over the course of series one, we see her try to flee the court. We see her in a state of depression with how her kind of romantic life has played out. And then we see this evolution of this kind of delusional, unworldly young woman into this force of nature to be reckoned with. And she pledges allegiance and love for Russia and she sets about kind of forging alliances with court members to stage a coup to overthrow her husband. And that's throughout series one and at the end we see Catherine finally launching this coup against her husband. The second series jumps straight back into the action. It's set four months later with a heavily pregnant Catherine still trying to shove Peter off the Russian throne. For me, it's a delightful capturing and bringing to life of an important historical character, albeit with a heavy dose of fiction. Catherine the Great has this impressive story and it does often feel that female history can often be marginalised or forgotten or overlooked. So this is very much a her story rather than history. It's captivating and alluring and most of all incredibly funny. It does verge on slapstick at times, but if the creator and writer Tony McNamara set the tone of this brilliant satire in the first series, this second series really sees him let rip. It's outrageous, it's funny and I think definitely worth a watch. If you haven't seen series one, Go back, watch it now, and await on Wednesday for the release of Series 2. Moving on to the point of the show that I find the most difficult, uh, it is the one to avoid. Now, I've gone slightly rogue this week, and I haven't chosen a series or a documentary, but instead I've gone for a film. Now, Austin lovers, please cover your ears and don't hate me for this, but the one that I'm telling you to avoid this week is the film on BBC One on Sunday at 8pm, and it's Emma. If you're a fan of the period drama as it is, then you'll enjoy Emma. And when I say as it is, I mean slightly boring, sits seamlessly into the canon that already exists and doesn't disrupt or revolutionise anything. The film follows Emma as she meddles and makes matches for those closest to her, and it has got a stunning cast. That is something I cannot fault. It has amazing actors. Anya Taylor-Joy, who you'll recognise from The Queen's Gambit, is the good-intentioned but narcissistic Emma. Josh O'Connor, who you recognise from The Crown, plays the drippy, fawning, reverend Mr Elton. Bill Nye plays a whimpering Mr Woodhouse, that's Emma's father. And Johnny Flynn plays the dashing, rather sensible Mr Knightley. The cast are brilliant and the acting is sublime, but at points it felt pace was lacking. It felt like it was on the cusp of being something really special, but for me, it just missed the mark. If you're looking for a period drama that rips up the rule book, then I would heartily recommend my personal favourite period drama, which is Greta Gerwig's Little Women. It's currently on all four and Netflix and is the most charming story which follows Jo March and her sisters. It is a real female empowerment film. It is beautiful, it's gorgeous, the actresses and actors are incredible and Saoirse Ronan who plays Jo March is my all-time favourite actress so 
don't miss that. If you're looking for an Austin, then I would recommend Persuasion on Netflix, which we have spoken quite a lot about on the podcast. But just to recap, it is almost like a period version of BBC's Fleabag. Anne Elliot, a young English woman, falls for Captain Frederick Wentworth, but she is persuaded by her family to discontinue the relationship over concerns regarding his low rank. Eight years later, Wentworth is unexpectedly thrust back into Anne's life, delivering an overtly feminist take on the 1817 book. Director Carrie Cracknell imbues this film with humour and modern-day vernacular for an entirely heartwarming new interpretation. Right, that's all from me. Uh, For those looking forward to David Butcher's return, unfortunately, you do have me for another week. So I look forward to seeing you again. Until then, have a great week and happy viewing. Mm